0: Welcome to the Abundantly Empowered Mama and Postpartum Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Renise Yvette. This is the podcast for guidance, support, and empowerment for mamas from the fourth trimester and beyond. We cover topics that will empower you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually wherever you may be in your motherhood journey. So if you're ready to transform your life and create the health, the happiness, and the fulfillment that you desire, get ready to be abundantly empowered. Hello, hello, beautiful mama, and welcome back to another episode of the Postpartum Happiness Podcast. So I have a few things uh, I want to share with you about what's going on in my life, but before I do... A quick intro to what we're talking about today because we're going to get into what I'm basing the topic on, which is survival mode. And I have done episodes in the past about being in survival mode. So if you want to go find those and listen to those, uh, feel free. But the basis is around being and operating in survival mode and then what i want to do is in the next episode we're going to dive into tangible ways that you can get out of i'm going to give you these beautiful ways that will help support you to kind of work through and and get out of survival mode so that you're more in the day-to-day things so before we get into that, let me share with you a couple of things I want to share about uh, what's been going on in my end of the world, because, you know, I love starting the week's episode with, with a few things from my end of the universe. <laughs> so uh, first things first. Update on the puppy. She's doing fantastic. She's getting big really fast. Um, She's just, she's a good girl and she's teething. So I'm just doing my best to keep her with her teething toys and all of the things, but she's doing great. We love having her. Once she gets her last set of vaccines, which is this week, we will be able to take her everywhere. So I'm super excited to start getting her on walks and runs and outside places because her energy is getting really high. And we want to be able to get that out with walks and runs and things like that. So she's doing great. If you want to see what she looks like and find out more, I do post um, a little bit about her in my stories on Instagram. So you can check that out there if, uh, if you're interested. She's such a cutie. She's so sweet. I just, I'm so grateful that she's a part of our family. All right. Second thing. So I shared with you last week, I think, that my daughter's birthday is coming up and it's coming up very quickly it's at the end of the month and again because we're a military family we've moved so much we've she's never had a birthday party with friends my mom has thrown her a couple little birthday parties we've done that but just it was just family that could make it it was never her own friends number 1 because of us moving and not being by friends or family number 2 With COVID, that kind of came around when she's of school age. You know, just everybody was keeping their distance. So literally, this is her first birthday. She's going to be eight, where she gets to invite her own friends. So you know that I get in mommy mode and I'm like, all right, how do I make this as special as possible, as amazing as I can for her? so I kind of, you know, we've talked about, what do you want to do? What theme? Like, let's let's get the ball rolling so mommy can plan. And I am a planner, but to an extent. Because again, I've been learning to live more in the present moment. I set that intention. But there are things that have to get done. So there are plans that have to be in place. So what I did is we kind of got her involved in some of the process, and then I'm going to take over the rest. We got her invitations out. We got things going. Well, here's the part I want to share with you. (laughs) So we sent out her invitations for her classmates last week, and what I didn't know, because we're new to this area, is the park she wanted to have her party at, you have to have reservations for the area, and they don't allow certain things, and they allow other things, and We ended up finding this out doing the research. Turns out there's no availabilities for her birthday, and when we want to have it, and I already sent out the invitations. (laughs) So, as you can imagine, moms that have been through this, you you know where I'm going with this. It's it's a lot, and I froze. I was thinking, oh no, I this is like an epic mom fail. What do I do? How do I fix it? I got it like like is there a way that I can fix this I don't know so I just kind of took took a couple breaths gave myself a minute I know that everything's gonna be okay and I had to just figure out a new way so I'm gonna send out a second round of backup invitations or or follow-up more like a follow-up invitation with a change of the location right it's the same time slot It's just a change of location, which is actually closer to everyone that lives in this area anyways. And I'm going to send that out and I'm going to hope for the best because that was something I just never foresaw happening is that kind of mistake. So as a mom, you know, I just I had to navigate. And we talk about this in the podcast all the time, navigating and finding our way through and not freaking out and stressing out. And if I would have let myself freak out and go down the rabbit hole, I don't know if I would have thought of a way out, like sending up follow-up invitations. So I'm going to do what I do, and I let go of all judgment, right? Not thinking about, what are these moms or these parents going to think? What, blah, 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 blah. Like, I let go of all that, and I say, you know what? I'm a human being. Things happen. This was not within my control. I did not know. It's okay. Here's the follow-up invitation. I hope you guys can make it, and I'm hoping for the best. So we're getting everything in the flow. Those are going out this week. Um, Hopefully, everything is solid and good, and my daughter has an amazing birthday because, again, I want to make this special because it's her first time near family and Having actual friends that are birthdays, so I'll keep you in the loop, and I will be posting pictures of the party and stuff on my Instagram stories. So if you if you are interested in that, um, I'll let you know when it when it all of that posts so you can check those out because I'm super super excited. All right, so that's kind of my share, or those are my shares for today. I'm so grateful that you are here, and I'm gonna switch gears and get into the topic because this one's very dear to my heart. And again, like I said, it's been so pivotal and such a game changer in my own life that I want to share uh, about this topic once again with you. So what is survival mode? Let's talk about this. All right. So survival mode. I know a lot of us moms, especially, I mean, people do this in general, whether they are parents or not, but parents are like, we live a lot of the time in survival mode without knowing that's what we're doing. And survival mode is this state of being, this state of mind where you are getting through the day. You're trudging through. You're not thinking a lot per se. You are like getting through to the next moment so that you can keep surviving, right? Where you are surviving, surviving, surviving. And I lived deeply in this when I was going through my severe postpartum depression and anxiety experience because it, for me, it was literally getting through moment by moment, getting through every day, getting through the night, getting through the day and just doing what I had to do and not stopping to think about anything, not letting myself feel anything. I felt very numb. Even though I felt sad and lonely and afraid and I had all those, they were still pushed down so far that I was in this numb state. Anybody relate to the numbness? I don't know. If you relate, raise your hand. <laughs> because I know for me, I felt very numb and I was getting through the day. Then I was getting through the nights. I remember my son, he, oh, you guys, my son, I, okay. So I had my daughter, they're 16 months apart. Okay. So when my son was an infant, my daughter was 16 months. She was, you know, under two. Um, And he was, you know, I, I was breastfeeding him at night. I was nursing him at night. So he would get up a lot. He would cry a lot. He would, um, you know, he would want to eat all the time. And my husband was gone a majority of when both of my kids were infants and little and all the breastfeeding. So my nights from the time I had my daughter all the way through until my son stopped um, nursing were full of a lot of night feeding. And the thing about my son is that he would not take a bottle. He wouldn't take anything that wasn't me. We could not get him. He didn't even take a pacifier. So when my husband was home, he couldn't even help me with him. And I remember being up nights crying while I was nursing because I was just so overwhelmed. It was so much. I was so tired and exhausted. And I was giving and I was just doing and, and just literally surviving. And I felt that if I stopped to really feel if I stopped to really be in that moment, that it would just be over. It would be too much. It would hurt and be too much. Even though I had all of that going on in the background, I just was not addressing it. I was in survival mode to get me through day after day and night after night after night. That was my experience. That's where I was. And as you can imagine... That is something that if I would have stayed in that for longer and longer and longer, that it would have depleted me more and more and more and more because it was already depleting me so much. And when it comes to survival mode, the piece about it is that when you're in that survival, you're in a state of what we call fight or flight, right? Which is a stress induced state of being, right? Which is fight or flight as well. And when you're in that fight or flight for an extended period of time, it begins to impact all of you mind, body, emotions, everything. And I'm telling you right now, from my experience, it definitely took a toll on all of me mentally, completely depleted the mom brain that comes into play because of our hormones, right? Mom brain is it's a real thing where you forget what you're saying, you forget things. Like you're like, "What was I saying? What am I doing?" The mom brain, it comes because of hormones and the shifting and lack of sleep and all of that. Mine was so severe that I remember not I remember losing thoughts mid sentence. I would be mid conversation, not remembering anything. Like my mental capacity began to deplete. Emotionally, that numbness took over where it I was stuck. It was kind of like being stuck in that lower vibration, that lower place. And then my body began to just not be okay on so many levels. Feeling unhealthy, extreme exhaustion, just not functioning. Not functioning. Functioning enough to do the basic care, you know, basic care for my kids, for my children. But for myself, there was nothing left. I just, I had nothing. And my body began to let me know aches and pains and things like that. Superb exhaustion. So I was not in a healthy state. I was not myself on any level. I didn't know who I was. I had disconnection. It was hard, a very hard Time for me because I did a lot of that by myself. And I was stuck in that survival mode, the fight or flight. Your fight or flight is meant to be in spurts of time. As human beings, we're built that way, right? Because back in the day, again, I've talked about this before, back in the day, we had to be able to fend for ourselves and take care of ourselves and fight if we needed to fight or run away if we were being attacked, right? We had to keep ourselves safe. So we have the ability. To handle that, but for that short period of time, once that um, initial attack or whatever was over, our bodies come back down and our heartbeat comes back to regulation and we're just kind of like, okay, and then we get back to things on a normal level, no longer in the fight or flight state. It's meant to be for shorter periods of time. But when you're in survival mode, you're in that for extended periods of time, which we're not built for. So you'll notice things begin to change for you. You don't feel yourself. You're out of sorts. Maybe you get sick more. Maybe like just mentally you're in the position I was where just everything is just falling apart mentally, right? Emotionally, in all aspects. You just lose yourself. You lose a lot of yourself. So that is where survival mode can take you when you're in it for an extended period of time. And what happens is when we're in it for that long is we just navigate that. We just, that's normal. It becomes a normal thing for us to operate at that level. And then we have those moments where we crash, right? For me, it would be anxiety attacks Or it would be severe amount uh, like bouts of depression where I just needed to be by myself, or I'd be crying for hours or you know, on and off all day, like things like that, right? You find yourself crashing because again, it's so much and we're not meant to be in that state for long periods of time. When we're surviving, we're not living, we're surviving. We're just in that heightened mode. When you're in that height mode, notice like you get your body tenses, your muscles tense, your heart rate increases, your, your breathing increases, your blood flows faster. Um, you'll notice like you can get hot, like a lot of people experience like the hot flash that comes up, things like that. Your body just is in response. And when it does that for too long, you have those bouts where you crash, quote unquote crash, right? And it's not healthy. So it's so important to learn how to navigate survival mode, how to know and get aware when you're in it. So again, the awareness, once you're aware, you can take action from that place. So once you're aware, then you can say, all right, I need to do A, B, C, and D to help me to come down to a regulated state. Regulated state is like back to neutral, right? If we're using an analogy, it's like driving the car. You've been stepping on the gas and pushing the gas to the floor, and you've been driving your entire trip like that. What happens if you drive a car with your foot, the pedal, to the floor for an extended period of time? Yes. I'm sure some of you said the car breaks down, the engine goes bad, the engine breaks down, all of the things. Yes, your car will break down. Why? Because it's not meant to stay at that speed for that extended period of time. Yes, it's meant to go that fast, but not for an extended period of time. You got to bring it down. Sometimes you got to hit the brakes, right? Same thing for us. It's the same way. Just because we can handle that high amount of stress and get to that place of getting through something doesn't mean we're meant to stay in that a long period of time. Now we jump into survival mode because things can be too much. Like in my case, it was, there was so much, I like flipped a switch and I just went into surviving because that's the only way I knew I could keep going without completely losing it. And it's okay To have those moments you get into survival mode. It's all about what you're doing when you're in that survival mode and getting yourself out of it. Knowing how to do that. This is why awareness is so powerful. So that you can get yourself out of that. Right? As moms, as parents, we navigate. We get through those times where things are so tough. And you ever have that time where you're like, I don't even know how I made it through that. Or where someone asks you, I don't know how you did that or how you do that. How do you keep going? And sometimes you don't really have an answer. That happens to me a lot. I've had a lot of people ask me, how did you do that? How did you make that through? I don't know how you did it. And sometimes I've answered, I don't know how I did it either. But now with more awareness, my answer is always, I just kept going. I just kept going. I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And I kept going. I thought about my children and their well-being. And I knew that I wanted to show up for them. I knew they needed me. And I just kept going. Didn't have support that I needed. Right? But I knew that they needed from me. And I'm mama and I was there. So I kept going. And then... As I went on my journey of self-growth, as I began to shift saying, I want more for my kids, I want more for myself, I want to be more for them, I want to know who I am, I want more happiness, I want to, to be happy, I want to feel good, I want to feel, I, I want to know myself and feel like myself, I, I want more for me. That's when I began to come down from my survival mode and realize that, hey, I got to do some things to help support myself here. I can't keep living in survival every single day. I wasn't living, I was surviving. I was getting through day by day, by day, by day. Neglecting myself and my needs and my wants and just going, putting my the pedal, you know, pushing the pedal to the floor and just going nonstop. And my engine it shut down. And I'm there on the side of the road saying I got to do something about this. Anybody else relate? You ever been to that space? It doesn't have to look the same way mine does, but you get in those points in your life where you're like, I got to do something. I can't keep going on like this. It's so much, it's so much, it's so much. Something has to change. And then you realize you're the only one that can make that change. No one else can do it for you. And that was my place where I got to. And I started really... By getting aware what my mental state was, what my emotional state was, being honest with myself, asking for support and help to the best that I could, right? It was a process for me to be able to ask for help, tell people what I was actually feeling, speaking up for myself, setting boundaries. There's so many things that I had to start doing to help me to get there. But that survival mode is not healthy. It's not a place you're meant to be. You're meant to live this life, find joy and happiness in this life. And when you have high bouts of stress and anxiety, a piece of that is survival mode. Because you're going and going and going. But you have to come down. So the best things to do, here's, here's what happens. We find there are lots of things out there that help to support us when it comes to de-stressing, lowering and reducing anxiety, uh, getting through, you know, day after day and and your growth journey, shifting your mindset and all of that. And they're all amazing and beautiful things. I talk about them in my podcast and on social media all the time. But one thing people don't realize is that you're not able to make changes true transformation if you're not coming down from your heightened state first. It's like you're trying to shift something when you're not open and ready for it. For instance, let me give you a for instance here. It's like when you have a screaming child that is just having the either a tantrum or a breakdown and they are just hysterical and you are like, Calm down. Stop screaming. Listen to me. They can't because they're in that such a state, such a heightened state. At that moment, they literally cannot process or hear you. They can't process anything in that state to come down. They have to let it all out and calm down. And then they can hear you, and receive the information, and be able to do something to help support them even further in relaxing. It's a healthy thing for human beings to do, right? It would be as if, let me think of another really good example. It's kind of like saying you're going 60 miles an hour, right? And then they're saying, you got to hit on the brakes and stop immediately, the car is not going to stop immediately when it's going 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. It's going to take some gradual slowing down for it to come to a stop. There's no immediate because there's too much momentum, right? So if you're wanting to implement things like affirmations, shifting your mindset through um, you know, word processing, um, through thought interruption, you're wanting to maybe um, implement things like breath work and all of that. If you're not in a state where you are able to receive that or allow it, like meditation, right? Meditation is a big one. Starting to implement a practice of meditation, then you're not going to be able to. You're not going to get. You're not going to be able to get into the state to get there. Meditation and affirmations, all of that takes you being in a receptive state, in an open state, more relaxed, like a regulated neutral state. If you're always in that heightened state, how can you get there? You're not going to be able to implement. So if you struggled with meditation and things like that, you're like, man, this doesn't work for me. For some reason, I just can't, right? Maybe your thoughts are going crazy. Maybe like you're just feeling stressed and overwhelmed. It's too much. You can't get in that state. So... You need to learn how to self-regulate. I call it self-soothing, right? Because we're all familiar as moms like soothing the baby, right? The the baby learns to self-soothe. Sometimes you learn ways that soothe the baby. You also have to find ways to self-soothe yourself to get you down to that mutual, neutral state, okay? So you have to learn different ways that help you to get there. That way, when you know how to do that, you bring yourself down from survival. You bring yourself down from the heightened stress and anxiety back to neutral, back to that easy coasting on the car, right? Where the engine isn't overheated or overstressed. And then You can begin to make changes. You can gradually step on the brake and it doesn't break your car. (laughs) Or where you can, you know, make a turn and not do it at 60 miles an hour where the car could flip over or spin out of control. Right? You're able to implement those things like affirmations and meditation and things that are great for your mindfulness, Mindfulness. I could not implement the mindfulness techniques and things like I do now until I really learned how to get into a more neutral state. So I had to really tackle that first, the stress and anxiety reduction type of things, right? Start, the starting, the getting aware, that awareness is where I had to start. That helped me to get more neutral. Oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking this is where I'm at. Let me slow this down so I'm not freaking out all day long in a super tense state. So self-soothing, self-regulation, it's so important. Whether you are stuck in survival, whether you find yourself in survival modes a lot of the day, like maybe you're going up and down and up and down, you know, where it happens often for you, maybe you're just stuck in a lot of stress and and anxiety a lot of the time. Whatever it is for you, you have to discover and find those natural ways that work well for you to help you to self-soothe. Because once you self-soothe and you're at that neutral state, you're going to be able to then implement something that helps to support you and you will actually reap the benefits of that support. Because You're in that neutral state. You're in more of an open, receptive state. So then you use the affirmations after you have regulated. Then you use some meditation. Then you use more breath work. Then you're using, you know, thing after thing after thing. And it's easier. And you find that it works better for you. And it actually works faster. Right? Self-regulation. So powerful. And it really does work beautifully and helps to support you as you continue in your journey as parents. Man, when you learn to self-regulate, you're like, wow, I would not have handled that that way before. But now I can. I self-regulate all the time. I self-regulate. I come down into that neutral state. Then I implement the things in my tool belt that I know helps me to really reduce that stress even more. And then I can move on. Just like with my kid's birthday party, right? I share that story in the beginning. Like if I would have just like stayed in that heightened state and freaked out, and stayed in that I would not have been able to function I wouldn't have been able to come to a conclusion that helped to support me because it's freaking out too much that's why when you see people like in movies and there's like that stressful situation um, maybe something crazy is happening they're like hold on give me a minute let me think I have to think okay what do I do and you see that they're breathing they're like coming down for a minute and then it's like "Ooh," then it hits them right if they stay like breathing heavy and they're looking out and they're freaking out and they're seeing all the things, they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. they can't think straight. They're not going to be able to do anything to get them out of the situation safely, right? So we have to self-regulate on a regular basis. The more often that you do that, you tend to find yourself in more of a neutral state more often. I know I said a lot of mores in there, <laughs> but you definitely find yourself in that state a lot more. You feel better a majority of your day or your week or your month or whatever it is for you because you've learned those things that help you to get out of survival mode to basically, like in my situation, to click off that switch. Like, nope, I'm not living in survival anymore. I'm gonna change this so that I can really begin to live my life every single day, to truly live, to truly be. So this is important for all of us, no matter what stage of motherhood you're in. This is definitely a pivotal time for you new moms to learn to self-soothe and to self-regulate while you're in that state that you're in with these newborns and you're navigating and you're figuring out sleep schedules and what cry means what and diaper changes and all of that. You are adjusting. You're figuring things out. So in that, you can easily find yourself in survival mode you can easily find yourself in a heightened state of stress and overwhelm right where you're very disconnected from yourself you don't know what to do or there's a lot that happens because your hormones are going there's just so many there's so many little factors at play so if you find those ways that help you to self-regulate to soothe you can therefore in that neutral state be able to take actions that help to support you. You can do those things that really help you like, you know, journaling more and things like that. It will come easier. You'll feel better as you do those things. So that regulation is powerful. It's so powerful. I I feel if I knew how to self-regulate when I was um you know, staying up those nights and crying while I was nursing my son and, and all of the things, I would have alleviated a lot of that overwhelm, a lot of those crying times. I would have probably alleviated a lot of those breakdowns, you know, when I was talking about like kind of crashing, having those breakdowns, because I would have known what I needed and what helped me to come down to regulate. And then I would have been able to implement things that help to support me. I would have been able to speak up sooner and ask for the help and the support and share with people what I'm feeling and be able to do those things that help me to feel better. Right? I, could, I couldn't do those things because I was stuck in their survival. So the regulation helps to bring you down and then you can bring out the tools and those things that help you and that, that creates the shift. So I wanted to talk about this today because I talk about mindfulness techniques and stress reduction and anxiety reduction and all of these things all of the time. And there's a lot of people that say that doesn't work for me or how come this isn't working or I still find myself with those thoughts or thinking that way or in that state. It's just so hard because it doesn't feel like that affirmation clicks with me or it doesn't feel like breathing helps or it doesn't whatever it is. And it's because they haven't brought down their system to be able to be receptive and open to what they are doing. You have to be able to bring yourself down to neutral first. And then those things help to support you. Man, I knew like if I would have tried certain things when I was in that survival mode, no way. When I'm in like an anxiety attack, trying to tell myself some affirmations in the middle of an anxiety attack did nothing. Nothing. Oh my gosh. Absolutely nothing for me. I had to find those things that brought me down to that neutral state. Then I could implement those things. Then I was more clear in my cognition. I was able to understand more of what was going on or think about what I actually needed to be able to implement that at that time. It helped me. You know, then I was, oh, okay, you know what? Right now, I need to move my body because I am able to do that. I'm able to get in tune with that because I'm at that neutral state or a more neutral state. I hope this is making sense. I hope you're really, really grasping what I'm giving you here because this is so important when you are really wanting to reduce that stress and anxiety when you're really wanting to create changes in your life and shift your mindset and your belief systems and all of that if you're not regulating your system you're not getting back to neutral or you don't know how to do that then you're going to find yourself in those spouts of where you feel frustrated you don't understand why things aren't working for you maybe something works for a little bit and then you find yourself back at square 1 So it's so important to know what those are for you. And in the next episode, we're going to dive into some of those things that you can do that will help to support you. I am also going to put what I call my self-regulation or self-soothing list for you in the support library. Okay, I came up with this a while back. I give this to my private clients. Um, It really helps you to play with the different ways to self-soothe so that you can figure out what does work for you. Um, so I'm going to put that in the support library um, in the next episode so that you have those things to really help to support you. You can go ahead and look at that. You can print it out so that you have it to kind of go off of as um, support for yourself. So then you, you know some different things that can help you to come back down to neutral. So then you can do whatever practices help to support you from that state. So that is all that I have for you today. I hope that this helped to support you. Um, If you have any questions around anything, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook. That's where I'm hanging out the most these days. Lots of reels up there, lots in my stories, just places like that. So if you ever need anything, just reach out to me, send me a message. I will get back to you. I'm more than happy to support you in any way that I can. And if you are loving this podcast, if it's helping to support you, Please remember to follow the podcast and share it with someone. Share it with a friend or a loved one, someone that you feel this would really be supportive of, um, because that's how this gets out there. That's how we really help to connect and really support one another as we're on this journey, because we're not in this alone. We're not in this alone. So, with all of that being said, here is your reminder that you. Are beautiful and powerful and you matter and mama you have everything within you to break through and bring down that survival mode and the stress and the overwhelm to a place where you feel so much better and that you're able to then take some beautiful actions from that place to help you feel better every single day all right mama Till next time, bye. Hey mama, thank you so much for listening. And if you love this episode, please hit the subscribe button and feel free to share it with a fellow mama that would resonate with it too. So until next time, remember you are worthy, you are powerful, you are enough.